You're listening to Hope for the Uprooted. This is Susan, and I am delighted that you join me today. I just love the pleasure of your company, no matter where you are, if you're at home, if you're taking a walk, if you're in your office. I'm just so delighted that you join me today. As you know, I bring you encouragement from my heart and biblical principles, practical tips to live out those principles, and of course, hope from God's Word. It's just such a joy to share um, things that might help you along the way in the midst of your move or any life change. I have to tell you a, a short story of a young woman who came, knocked on my door, and said, Susan, we're getting ready to move in three weeks. And she said, I'm pulled in a hundred directions. Some of you may feel that way. You've been there, done that. She said, there's just nothing left in me to help my children through this move. I'm emotionally and physically exhausted. And she had these big old tears in her eyes and Of course, you know, we were standing there in the foyer when she was talking. We hadn't even sat down. She just kind of wanted to get all that out. And she just, I said, come on, let's go sit in the hammock on the patio. So I listened to her all-familiar story and sensed her feelings of helplessness. And I knew that I couldn't fix things or change her circumstances, but You know, I just wanted to encourage her and comfort her um, to help ease the pain that she was feeling. And the words kept resonating with me when she said, where do I begin? Where do I begin? And maybe you've thought that too. Um, I want you to keep in mind, for those of you that are preparing for a move, or perhaps those of you that have recently made a move, keep in mind that moving is much like an emotional roller coaster. You know, one minute you're going up, the next minute you're going down, and you're never quite sure what the next curve will bring. And you might be hanging on to the roller coaster of moving, not even sure how you are going to land. So I just want to I just want to go beyond your smile. You might be smiling right now saying, hey, I get that for sure. Well, I want to go beyond your smile. After 14 moves, I know so well how a smile can cover a multitude of feelings. I want to go straight to your heart. And I want you to picture your heart as a home with many rooms. And you prepare the rooms of your home for moving out and for moving in. Just just track with me now. Just take a little time to, to picture this. And, you know, I ask you, have you prepared the rooms of your heart for this move? Have you closed off a room that holds the sadness of leaving behind beloved friends and family? Maybe there's a room of fear for what the future holds, and that fear is keeping peace from your heart. There could be a room of chaos filled with to-do list, or a room of exhaustion that prevents joy from entering in. Have I tapped into your, to your feelings yet? Do you have one of those rooms in your heart? 
gosh, you know, if you don't take the time to prepare your heart emotionally and spiritually, you're going to be like an empty vessel that's unable to pour out the love and care and nurturing and encouragement your family needs during this time. So the words, where do you begin? Just like my young friend said, where do I begin? I'm saying to you, where do you begin? I want to give you 10 practical steps to prepare your heart for a smooth move. And I want you to remember that the first four steps are the foundation for all the rooms in your heart. So we'll take step one. Step one is to remember who accompanies you. The most important thing for you to remember as you move is that you are not going through it alone. And it's easy. It was for me. You know, it was so easy for me to slip into a pattern of thinking I was carrying this overwhelming responsibility all by myself. You know, Bill would go ahead ahead of us to the job and start working, and I felt that overwhelming responsibility. And if you're a single mom, you might especially feel alone. Yet God assures us that his presence goes with and even ahead of us. He will never leave us, fail us, or forsake us. And you know, Even now, when I feel alone and overwhelmed, I am reassured through God's word that he is with me. Can I just can I just share with you the gentle reminder of what perhaps you already know? But this step, you can prepare a room in your heart with this scripture. Remember who accompanies you. Step one. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Deuteronomy 31.8 So, as we move forward in remembering who accompanies us and that we are not alone, even though we may feel overwhelmed, let's move on to step two. I want you to recall God's faithfulness and how easy we can forget. You know, I was so consumed in only seeing what was happening around me and how it was going according to the plan of Susan. I'm really good about the plan of Susan. That I quickly forgot God's faithful track record with me in the past. He's always met my needs, not necessarily my wants, but my needs. It's all according to his plan, not mine. And in Philippians 4.19, we are assured that he will meet our needs in all things. And it is his plan, not ours. I can remember one time when we were making two house notes in Atlanta, and or we were making two house notes, one in Atlanta and one in Phoenix, and the Atlanta home hadn't sold, and I just couldn't understand why we had to endure such a hardship. And after one year, our Atlanta home finally sold, and, and faithfully God provided financially for us to make it month by month. I learned some faith-building lessons that year in trust and patience in God's provision. 2 Corinthians 5-7 
assures us, do we walk by faith or do we walk by sight? Prepare a room in your heart, my friends, with faith, not sight, not what's going on around you. But recall God's faithfulness. He has been with you in the past. He will be with you in the present and he will be with you in the future. He will always meet your needs, not necessarily your wants, but your needs. Step three, count your blessings. You know, put aside all the what ifs and the if onlys and start counting. Instead of having a pity party, have a praise party. Just start listing off all the things you're grateful for. It's not always about the if only list, which will spill over into a bad attitude and a grand pity party. It's about counting your blessings and being grateful. Try looking up instead of down. It's amazing what you'll see. Changing your focus can make all the difference in the world. Wallpaper a room in your heart with Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And then step four. Remember the first four are the foundation of your room, of your the rooms of your heart. Step four, stay grounded in what's important. A lot of things are going on in your life right now. Yes, you can be overwhelmed in your mind and emotions are whirling. To-do lists are getting longer as well as suggestions on what to do and how to do it. Are you listening to the voice of the world telling you all the things you have to do and say? Are you listening to society telling you how to look and act and make this a smooth and easy transition in your life? Hey, Try listening to the voice of God as he tells you to follow his direction and listen to his wisdom. God's to-do list is short. Just come, follow me. Matthew 19, 21. He also says, abide in me. John 15, 4. And everything else will fall in place. Prepare a room in your heart with God's word to keep you rooted and grounded in his love. So those are the four foundational steps. Be grounded in what's important. Count your blessings. Recall God's faithfulness. And remember who accompanies you. Now moving on to step five. Stop and smell the flowers. In other words, take time to be good to yourself. Schedule some time where you can just take a break to rest your body and renew your mind and restore your spirit. Emotions are high when you're getting ready to move and even right after you've moved. And nerves are on edge and you will need an extra measure of energy in the days ahead. So I'm giving you permission for a little R-R-N-R, rest, renewal, and restoration. Some of you won't slow down otherwise, but because I care about you, I want you to, to take that R, R, and R. I want you to get a good night's sleep. Hey, you don't have to stay up all night cleaning out drawers and straightening up the house for the movers to come. True confession, I've done that. I've even had a moving friend who dusted everything before her move. 
a 10 or 15 minute nap will restore you. You know, that's the Southern in me. We love those naps that are power naps. And I can't take a nap longer than 10 or 15 minutes, but I feel so refreshed. Uh, Take a walk, a long walk. It'll clear the cobwebs of your mind. That may be what you're doing right now. Enjoy silence by turning off the television. It'll help you settle your thoughts. And eat right, even if you're on the run. This isn't a time to eat junk food and skip meals. And when all else fails, turn to comfort food. We all have our favorite. Mine is peach ice cream. Take your vitamins, drink lots of water, and I don't mean to sound like your mother, but sometimes we all need to hear these things. Do some light reading with a good book or a magazine and listen to soothing music. And you know, it's just important that you make time to get into God's Word. It will renew your mind. God's truth will ease your mind from confusion. He will speak to your situation through his word. And one verse can change the course of my day and my life. Prepare a room in your heart just for that rest, that renewal, and that restoration. Stop, in other words, and smell the flowers. Here's step six. Ask for help from your friends. Gosh, I was always so hesitant to ask for help. I just felt like that I could do it all by myself and felt like I didn't want to impose or inconvenience anyone. Oh, how I could have used an extra pair of hands, a listening ear, or a lunch shared over a cardboard box. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get so stubborn and just think, no, I don't need anybody's help. I've got to do this by myself. But this is the time, and I learned over the years, that by not asking for help, I was denying my friends the blessing of being a part of the process of our leaving. Don't forget that. It is a blessing of being a part of your leaving, of your coming and going. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Part of saying goodbye can be expressed through the gift of serving. Gosh, the time you spend together is priceless, and the memories will be cherished. Hey, go pick up the phone right now and say, I need you. Prepare a room in your heart for a friend to come and bear one another's burdens. Galatians 6.2 So step six, ask for help from your friends. And then step seven, be prepared for the blues clues. Recognize the clues when you get the blues. You may feel sad about leaving a great job, dear friends, a home that's part of you. You could feel depressed and overwhelmed about uprooting and starting all over again. You might be angry at your husband or his company for a move you didn't want to make. The fear of going to a new place, of not knowing if you'll like it there, if you'll fit in, that may loom in the back of your mind. You know, for us as women, there is anxiety about choosing the right house, the right school, the right community, the church, the doctor, and even a hairdresser. And by the way, that's the number one thing I always hear from women that move all over the world is, 
You know, I'm not settling in till I find a new hairdresser. But my friends, you are so normal. With over 40 million people relocating every year, you can count on the kaleidoscope of feelings shared by others just like you. And when your life becomes unraveled, you're going to have a flood of emotions and feelings. And then, and then, as the tapestry of your life is woven together again, it is my prayer it will be with the threads of peace, contentment, and joy. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Numbers 6, 24 through 26. That would be my prayer for you. So prepare a room in your heart where you can acknowledge your feelings and seek God's peace. And then step 8. Listen at this. It's okay to cry if you want to. Moving is change. With change comes loss. With loss comes grieving. With grieving come tears. And when you move, grieving is a natural progression of what happens when you lose someone or something that is a meaningful part of your life. The loss of your friends and community and home and job and even your church family can fill you with grief before your move takes place. Marlena stopped by our office one day to say goodbye before she moved to Japan. I'm sorry, she said, and she she was just trembling almost. She said, every time I talk about moving, I can't seem to stop crying. She was looking forward to it. They were excited about it. But she was grieving over the loss of losing dear friends and moving so far away. Saying goodbye for many of us can be better, bitter sweet. And then there was uh, another young woman whose husband found a new job in another state. And she said, I should be so happy because this is a great move for my husband's career and I'll be closer to family, but I can't stop crying. That's because she'd put down roots and being uprooted and transplanting was not easy. It was an inescapable grieving that they were feeling. And the release vow was tears. I comforted them. I cried with them. Sometimes when you're in that season of life when there is so much change your life has been turned upside down like a 500-piece puzzle. You just need someone to listen, someone to console you. Prepare a room in your heart, my friends, for tears to flow. It's okay to cry. 1 Peter 5.10 After you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. You have that to look forward to, my friends. It's okay to cry if you want to. Step nine, when the heat is up, stay cool. 
because there are going to be times when the stress is rising and the pressure is on. Nothing will go according to plan. You won't be able to find the house documents you put in a safe place. You're leaving late to get to church. The people who might buy your house are coming back and bringing their relatives. The school just called you to come and get your sick child. Any of that sound familiar? At times like this, keeping a sense of humor and being flexible are your only chances for survival. Humor can release stress and help put chaos in perspective. And being flexible with a to-do list or a tight schedule can help ease tension and pressure. Prepare a room in your heart to cool down when the heat is up. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful heart is good medicine. And then 10, rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. I am your cheerleader. You can do it. I am excited about what God's going to do in you and through you with new beginnings on this journey. You might take a few detours along the way and even get off on the wrong exit ramp occasionally, but God is right there with you, always ready to guide you back to the right path. I can remember uh, when we moved to North Car- to Raleigh, North Carolina once, and I felt like I was just coming apart at the seams. I felt like I just desperately needed uh, encouragement for my journey. And I had uh, about four or five friends who gave me a box of notes of encouragement for me to open one by one along the way. And that meant so much to me. I felt like that they were saying, Susan, you can do this. You can make one more move. Um, We're with you in spirit. We're going to be praying for you. And God is right there with you. I want to be that encouragement. Instead of in a box, I want you to picture me with pom-poms and I'm on the sidelines of your life and I am cheering you on every step of the way. God will stretch you beyond your comfort zone and give you the resilience and strength to go through all the bumps along the way. Would you trust him? Trust him on this journey. Seek him with all your heart. Turn to him for your stability and security And embrace the changes this move will bring. It's opportunities to learn and grow in ways beyond what you could ever imagine. I will be your cheerleader along the way. That is my visual for encouraging you. I believe in you and I'm standing on the side of the road cheering you on. And now with each room you've prepared in your heart, you can move on with confidence. You go, girl. You've got this, and God's got you. He's got your back. Thanks for hanging out with me for a while. I just want to say again, I believe in you, and you do. You've got this, and God's got your back. Always, always move. Wherever it is, always move closer to Jesus. And it just doesn't get much better than that. 
Hey, I'll see you next time. Have a blessed day.